Hey everybody, welcome back to an all new Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. Today we have a very sweet, very talented content creator from Canada, living in Hamburg, founder of Business Babes Abroad, the incredible Hannah Teslin. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so happy to have Hannah Teslin here today. Thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here too. I've like watched you grow crazily on TikTok and Instagram the last few months, and I'm like, really big congrats! Like, you're doing you're <laughs> doing you. well, sweetie. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I mean, I could really, I could really say the same for you. I remember. Um, I mean, I think the same with you and me and our previous guest, Brittany, mm-hmm. and we'll get into the, the, I think we both know there's like the, there's like this core five or six creators that yeah. have the, have the perspective of looking at Germany through this immigrant lens. But yeah, um, I, um, yeah, I, you know, you're a creator who I, so I've, I found your stuff probably similar in the way that you found mine. Mm-hmm. That we're both, you know, coming from North America, maybe different different places. We'll get to that, but coming from North America, going to Germany for different reasons, and both kind of struggling in our own unique ways. And yeah, I want I want to know a bit more about you, and you know, can you just let's just start from scratch. So, where are you from? Yeah, so I'm well. I'm currently where I'm from. I am Canadian, so I moved to Germany ten years ago, officially, like. 10 years ago, 2014 or 2013, I came back then um, in 2014 officially. So I don't never really know, but I'm Canadian. I'm from British Columbia. Um, Hard to say where I'm actually from anymore because actually I've lived in Hamburg longer than the last place I lived in Canada. So yeah, BC is basically where the the area of Canada I'm from, but I'm from like a few different towns because I would was born somewhere. I moved somewhere for you high school somewhere else. I went to university in another town. So um, between Nelson, Victoria, BC, um, those are my homes. And I'm currently in the Okanagan where my mom lives, which is now my other home, which is also in BC. So yes, I'm, I'm from British Columbia, basically. <laughs> I can't believe you already lived in Germany for 10 years. I think this is my seventh or eighth year. Yeah. But, uh, you know, what was your original, I guess you've been asked this a million times probably by now, but I guess we all have to uh, be put on the stand, you know, Mm -hmm. like, what was your, were you just traveling, traveling around looking for like a change in your life and you found Germany or was it a purposeful, like getting a job, something like that? Well, I like to say it was, you know, like, you know, I wanted to move to Germany and I took the leap and did it by myself. Uh, No, like many international women and also men, I moved originally for love. And I don't like to, you know, say that's a bad thing because I think it's a very brave thing to do to move across the world for someone, your love interest. And we were together for six years, which we lived in Hamburg together. We broke up like four years ago now. So that was the original move. But... I did not just, you know, throw everything and just move there for the guy. I did go to university in Cologne for six months before I made the official move. I did like an Erasmus kind of thing from Canada. And then I tested the waters and I was like, okay, this works. And then I also got an internship um, through that university in Hamburg. And then, yeah, that's how I kind of set my grounds there, which it was originally for a guy, but I made sure that like (laughs) I had a job 
I had got some kind of, you know, experience in Germany before I came there to make sure I actually liked it. And when we we broke up, I had the the choice of going back home to Canada, which sounded very cozy and nice, the easiest thing to do. But I decided to stay. (laughs) So four years later, after a large, a long pandemic, I'm now here for 10 years somehow. So. But I think that's kind of impressive that you didn't let the reason that you went to Germany define why yeah. you stayed. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes that tends to be the case. Um, when you, what did you study in Cologne, and you know, what did you, yeah, get an internship with? Yeah, so I did like a bachelor of tourism management in Canada, um, and I did like a part of that degree in Cologne at. Cologne Business School, International Tourism Management, with a major in like event management. And then um, I got an internship right out of that in 2014 at a startup for cruise booking, uh, online cruise booking websites, like where you can book any cruise in the world through this website. And I was the, eventually moved out from intern to a team lead of this booking website um, within like the first three years of moving to Germany. So I had the whole startup life experience too. (laughs) That's such a crazy coincidence that today was exactly the same day I dropped a video about a German being on an American cruise line. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) That's like crazy timing. I know so much about cruises now too. Like I don't work in the cruise industry anymore, but I had to, I was like managing all like the, information about the itineraries of the cruises, what the cabins look like, what restaurants were on board, like writing all the information about like their stops and the cruise lines. So I learned a lot about the cruise industry and it was great because I studied tourism. Um, So it was a good first job out of that degree. But um, after that, I worked for a tech company for six years um, as their global event manager, which was a much cooler job, I have to say. (laughs) What does that entail, a global event manager? Um, basically the title, uh, so I worked for- It sounds pretty intense. It sounds like superhero of the land. I know, I like to think it was, it was an amazing job and I'm so lucky to have gotten that job. Um, uh, I started pretty junior, but I worked my way up to like a senior position over six years. So I got to, um, plan events for this tech company all over Europe and around the world. So with that job, I went to New York, um, not Australia, but- all over Europe, every big capital in Europe, I got to go and plan an event there. London, um, we did like Soho comedy nights, yacht tours on the um, sunset yacht tours in New York. Like my life was not average, I have to say. That, <laughs> it gave me so much world experience too and a lot with Europeans and working with different European types, which is why I like talking so much about culture because I've gotten to experience like working with almost every single European country doing their events. And and then that job I left last year and I decided to become fully self-employed. That's really incredible. Yes. That's really cool. <laughs> uh, this question will seem off topic, but I promise yeah. it's connected. Um, did you watch the show Succession? No. <laughs> okay. There's a very, very important plot line that kind yeah. of is carried throughout about cruises, about cruise lines. Yes. Uh, so I was going to ask if you thought that's based in reality. I kind of think probably at least in the world of Disney cruises, it, it might be. It's a little um, sketchy yeah. and twisted. But uh, I think when you get that high up in the world, a lot of things are. <laughs> mm. <laughs> 
Yeah, I but, mean, I learned a lot uh, of things about cruises. Like, there's some people you can retire on a cruise cheaper than a retirement home in like these states. You can just book like a one year, three year cruise for cheaper than it is for your monthly rent at a retirement retirement home in like a bigger city in the states. Really? Yeah. So there's many older people who just book a lifetime cruise and sail around the world for the rest of their lives until they die. I mean, that's kind of magical. Do you know the stats? <laughs> do you know the stats on how many of these elderly people pass away on the cruise per year? Uh, no, but there is a morgue on the cruise, so. What a job. <laughs> okay. Every once in a while, Mike, so my background is very different from that, but I, I love I love where we cross paths there. My, like I studied, I went to film school in New Orleans and um, I'm working a lot more now in, in television and film. And I, whenever I think about, whenever I come across a job that I didn't know existed, my first thought is, wouldn't it be so cool to f- see a movie or a show where like someone has that job and someone working the morgue on a cruise line yeah. <laughs> must be such an interesting job, really. Yeah. I've and, never seen that before. And there's not only the people that, that live on the boat pass away, but also there's lots of seniors that go on cruises and pass away. So it's it's actually quite essential. So It must be. I mean, there's how many thousands on an average cruise? Four, three, five thousand? Yeah, like, like three, th- three to five thousand. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, so you said <laughs> that you just... Um, became when did you officially like put the pen to paper that you're self-employed congratulations on that by the way um last year in may so after the pen if you know in the pandemic a lot of things stopped so travel stopped and events stopped so my job as a global event manager became quite difficult um it wasn't laid off or anything i was on court so by for a while or sorry maybe translate that small work <laughs> like so like part-time uh, yeah sort of? it was like paid by the government, but I just wasn't working as much. And then right, right. I, my, my role shifted to um, more on like online events manager, which was also fine, but definitely not as fulfilling for me. And during that time of the pandemic, I concentrated a lot more on content and TikTok and everything, just because I was mostly bored at home. Um, and I think the company and I both saw that like I was not as passionate about the job anymore and what it turned into. So we decided to both like part ways, but it actually paid my way to become self-employed because in Germany, when you get laid off from a company, um, you get a lot of financial support, which was amazing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it was really, I mean, obviously it was sad. And after leaving being at a company for six years, there's a lot to let go of. But in the end, it was way f- definitely for the better because I was able to become a freelancer. So I still am an event manager, a freelance event manager. I have a few clients that I work with. And then on the other side, I'm a content creator. So I get the best of both worlds now and have a way more flexible schedule, still make considerably the same or more amount of money and work a lot less so i'm perfectly happy <laughs> yeah i mean that's really incredible i i feel like we're so lucky in that way that we you know we've we've struggled in our own ind- individual ways to maybe find comfort or um a, a social sort of security ha- living in germany but mm-hmm. it's kind of worth it because on the other on the s- systemic side of things like i've been unemployed a couple of different times uh, mm-hmm. I'm also now self uh, self employed and like having that 
having that ability, having that support from the government mm-hmm. is so priceless. Yeah, and you know? I, I could have had more support. So there's in Germany, there's the Grundschutz. I don't know if you ever used that, but if you get laid off and you want to start your own company, the, the government... Oh, will, this Grundungs. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 right. Yeah, they'll basically give you money if you, if you fit the criteria to start your own company. They'll pay you to like start your business and you don't have to pay this right. money back. I wanted to do right. that, but I uh, got a client right away after being... Um, put on the Arbeitslosegeld, which was also sad because, not sad, but I was like, ooh, finally, I get, to, I get to use the free government money. But the client that I got, I could not turn down. Um, and it's been great having one stable client in events still and still being able to do all my freelancing on the side. Um, yeah. But definitely when you lose your job in Germany, like the support, it's the best place to lose your job, honestly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yes, the best place to be in that position. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And I feel so lucky in that way. Yeah. And they're super supportive and you get money. And um, so, like if I wanted to completely like change my career, you they would retrain you and everything. You could go back to school. Um, just luckily, I was completely set what I wanted to do already. <laughs> so it was fine. Yeah. What was like, what was a moment for you? Because I remember when I first started making content, like, I don't know how much you know about, about me before we met sort of through the internet, but like, I was always sort of posting and trying to make some, some get some traction through, through my own music. Yeah. And that was, that was okay. Yeah. You know, I had, I was not making a living, but I was comfortable and I was, I was not, uh, I, was, I hadn't lost hope or something. I was just like kind of under the radar enough to keep trying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember there was this, you know, first video, like a lot of people pre just getting into pandemic, um, finally decided to give that old TikTok thing a try. Yeah. You know, I, I had watched it for a while, but never thought about making anything with it. And then made my first uh, video that, you know, comparably to anything I had posted on, on Instagram was like crazy different numbers <laughs> yeah. just by chance or, you know, luck or whatever, algorithmically or whatever. And thinking to myself, well, that's, I mean, that's kind of cool. That's something I hadn't thought about before. Do you have a moment like that that sticks out to you? Yeah, I, I think I had the same experience. Like I was on the part-time work at my job. I was in the pandemic, I also lived alone. Like I was single, living alone in my like 30 square meter flat during quarantine, uh, working oh, from yeah. home, being okay. like, someone told me, hey, you should download TikTok. It's fun. Like, and I was like, what is this thing? Like swiping away. And I, you know, I tried out a few videos, <laughs> which were like I, just trying to test the waters. And I was like, obviously they all flopped. But then I saw this woman, she was a Dutch, an immigrant in the Netherlands. I don't know her account now, but she was doing just like funny content about being an immigrant in the Netherlands. And I was like, wait a minute. Like I already had my blog, um, which I did not put that much effort into. I think mm-hmm. on, on t- one of my biggest posts was like 2014 Tumblr times. I wrote a hundred, oh, yeah. I wrote a hundred things that are weird about living in Germany. And that's, that one got like reposted on, I don't know what it's called on Tumblr, re mm-hmm. retumbled or something in 2014, <laughs> like hundreds of times. And I was like, that was like my claim to fame. And then I was like, right, wait right. a minute, like I could just make, I did write some blog post on my blog. I had a few good blog posts that had quite a good amount of reach, but I could never keep it up because blogging was just too much effort. 
And then when mm-hmm. I saw this woman talking about things in the Netherlands, and I was like, wait a minute, like, I could talk on TikTok about this. And I always wanted to make short videos on Instagram, but never really found the motivation. And <laughs> I think one of my first videos, I have to go back to TikTok. It was on some subject like weird things about living in uh, Germany as a Canadian. Um, and at that time, I used the word weird things. Um, it was just a super simple video, just like talking about, you know, having to hang your laundry to dry, Luften, which is yeah. very much talked about in their community. Um, yeah, a lot of just like the general topics. Uh, those went all viral. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I have an audience. <laughs> <laughs> I have an audience. Yeah, I mean, so I'm going to keep doing did this. <laughs> did you experience it too, uh, where the follower growth shot up so much faster on TikTok first? Yeah. And then and then slowly came back, like on the back end from Instagram. Did you have that experience too? Yeah. So my followers, like, like I wasn't posting reels on Instagram. Like I started this in 2020. So I like to think that I'm like pretty OG when it came to this topic on TikTok. I know there was a lot of YouTubers doing it way previously, but there was, I think when I started on TikTok in like May, 2020, this topic was quite new to people. So people were really like into this culture shock content. And it was, it grew really, really fast. And I was even like, wow, like, 10,000 followers. Wow. 20,000 followers. And then it kind of, yeah. after the pandemic, um, like it plateaued a bit, plateaued a bit. And same. Yeah, also, same. also I plateaued a bit as well because I had to go back to my full-time job. So I could not, oh, I, <laughs> I could not produce the, the content like I used to being quarantined in my tiny apartment. Um, But then Reels came out, as you saw, and I started reposting my content Instagram. And then that grew exponentially because this content was new for Instagram people. Everyone's so excited about it. Right. And at this time, I think I was December 2020. December 2021, Instagram came out with Reels, I think. And I was actually in Canada. Oh, wow, you're so good with dates. I would never remember that. (laughs) (laughs) No, just because I have memories. I was in Canada, actually. And in, I was quarantining in my mom's basement uh, because I had to quarantine for two weeks before I could like see my parents. Good mm-hmm. times, remember? <laughs> so I was oh, in yeah. my mom's basement quarantining and like reposting my TikToks to reels and like my Instagram following was going crazy up. And I was like, this can't be real. Like it's so hard <laughs> to build an audience on Instagram. Like, and now this is, and then it all started from that point. Like once Instagram came into the game, I think my career as a content creator definitely took off yeah it's funny i mean now that i really think about it i guess i guess we we more or less started around the same time but the funny thing about the way the internet works is when i finally or when i first saw something of yours it kind of gave the impression or i gave it the impression (laughs) that you had been doing it for years yeah (laughs) you know i i think a lot of people i mean i don't I don't immediately look at someone's profile when I yeah. like the video. I yeah. see a few and then if I decide, yeah, you know, I'll check it out. Um, but I saw a couple of yours passing through and I was like, oh man, she's really doing it. That's that's a cool like person to keep in my mind that like, yeah. that's someone with the same kind of, you know, a, a different angles and different different yeah. methods and stuff, of course. But like a North American going mm-hmm. through the German experience and even yeah. more special, also a different region of Germany. But um, 
Yeah, I really thought like, oh, she's been doing this for like six, seven years already. Maybe something. because I had the blog already, so it wasn't like a new topic to me, but I also had lots right. of ideas. Um, but yeah, I think your stuff came up on my TikTok a few times too, but there was a mix between like their Germany content and also your like music stuff. And I was like, oh, right. is, it, is he a musician talking about Germany or like that? But I kind of understood that you're like doing both topics, which was super cool that you were not trying, you were trying to like help your music career with also your other content, which was, I think was good. But that's, I mean, that's, that's kind of the tough thing where I am now is, uh, I feel like I kind of have to just make the decision of just letting the music be something people find out if they really want to go through links and they really want to know more about me. Yeah. Instead of putting it in the forefront because, um, I don't know. I felt like when I, when I was first getting this growth as like the, you know, comedy content expat guy, I think I was kind of confusing followers or confusing the algorithm or something with mm -hmm. trying to push music at the same time. Like, I think maybe I got too greedy and was like, well, I got, you know, let's say just for example, something like, I don't know, I got 200,000 views on this video. The next one, I'll put a clip of my last music video or I'll put a promo to a download link for Spotify or something yeah. or a pre-save link. And it was just, you know, just garbage numbers, like just so yeah. embarrassingly different. And then the next one I would do would be totally different again. Yeah. I started to just kind of get bummed out that maybe this isn't the right combination to be doing. And then, like you said, switching over to Instagram Reels, when I when I was putting things on there and doing mm. it uh, in sort of the, the pattern that I'm doing it now, um, I realized, okay, well, and I had this epiphany not too long ago. I was like, maybe, maybe mm. I shouldn't be trying to split that at all. Maybe I should just follow where this is going. I, I do enjoy doing it. I'm not like selling my soul or something. I, I love making these videos. Yeah. And maybe just doing music or doing concerts or, or doing music for projects can just be like more of a back burner passion thing. Yeah. Well, know? that's the thing is that I actually, my original Instagram was mostly only about travel. It wasn't so much about German content or German culture. And the stuff about German culture really hit it off because people found this is the most engaging when it comes to conversations and stuff. And I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm mm -hmm. doing less of it now because I'm slightly burnt out on the topic, to be honest, because I've been talking about living in Germany for four years, almost yeah, three years on my channel. And yeah, yeah. I do have the audience now that they're happy to see lots of different types of content from me. Um, but yeah, I struggle with that too, is that in the beginning when I was doing just Germany content and I would just do a video about, you know, like my trip to Greece or whatever, the trip to Greece yeah. content would get like no views and I'd be like, <laughs> but right you know yeah it yeah feels, you get upset it, about it, it. like i put like, all this effort and yeah you're yeah. like why does no one care about my trip to greece but now i always slowly put like like i did a video on tiktok recently about my turkey trip um and i played germany in it like I've, I've noticed as long as i mentioned germany in a very discreet way in my videos. As long as I kind of tie it to the Germany, living in Germany theme, the video will perform mm -hmm. super well. So I had two examples. Um, I did a travel vlog to Turkey and I said, 
Germans be like, oh, you went to Antalya. Like, which resort did you stay in? Which is a very German thing to say because all Germans go to Antalya and stay in Not all, but most Germans go to Antalya. I see, I see that one here. That's almost yeah. a million views on, yeah. on Instagram, right? <laughs> and then that's amazing. That's literally all I said about Germany. And then I just talked about my trip to Turkey. And that did super well. It's a good hook. Yeah, it's right? It's a good hook. <laughs> so as long I, as and the you one, <laughs> play it. Like, yeah, not to, yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say? Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, the other one I did a f- two years ago on my trip to Malta. The first video was like one week in Malta. That didn't do well oh, I saw on this TikTok. One. And then it was like one week budget vacation from Germany to Malta. Like there you just, go. And that went hit off right away. So it's annoying. You have to sometimes play it in with the overall theme of your profile. But yeah. as long as you, yeah, it's it's funny how these algorithms work. It's so well, annoying. Like- <laughs> But There's like a line to draw for yourself, right? Yeah. Because I feel like, you know, what, what what you're saying is that you're you're not trying to, um, you're not changing the content you want to make. You're still telling the story of your trip. Yeah. But what you're, and I think this is just smart business sense. What you're doing is you're learning how to match whatever if it's the thumbnail or the title. Yeah. You're you're just. It sounds vicious to say it like this, but you're playing into what your audience wants to see. Yeah. But not you're sacrificing. That's what I want. Is you're not sacrificing your content exactly to 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 do something you don't want to. Do. You're still doing what you want, but you're learning how to manipulate what the first nanosecond yeah. is that they see. Yeah, the I al- think that's just good business sense. Manipulate the algorithm, basically. Um, it's also like TikTok and Instagram reading your text and everything and being like, okay, does this match with this? Does this match with this? Okay, we'll match with this. We'll push those people. So it works that way. Yeah. But I still do a lot of, I'm doing more travel content where I don't mention Germany. Those movies, those movies, <laughs> those videos aren't <laughs> doing as well, but they still get 10,000, 20,000 views. And that's still pretty good. You know, like they're not totally one, one million, totally. but imagine if and you here's were, the thing. Yeah. imagine Go if ahead. you were a travel blogger who just was starting out and your video got 10,000 views, you'd be totally stoked. So I think it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I felt about my literal first TikTok that was not music related. It was like some song, some trending song that I used to match to just the smallest little joke. It didn't even show me. Yeah. It was showing like an image that made fun of German um, inclusivity or something. And it got like 25,000. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing that I ever did on TikTok. And I was like, oh my God, I have tried so many years <laughs> on Instagram to get anything like this. It was insane. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say though, this video, um, the one before it, the one you just mentioned that's at uh, just about a million. Um, funny, I saw that one in passing, but I didn't quite catch it as much as the next one mm-hmm. that I think did also really well when you've lived in Europe for 10 years and no longer enjoy places like Rome, Paris, London, prefer places like this. That's in Turkey, right? That was in the, Italy, yeah. I, I just took an older oh, video and... Oh, that's in over. Italy. Oh, yeah, and then and then that Italy. one was, was just a random video that I was just... You know, I call those content fillers when I don't have so much to do. I'll like... I do those too. Yeah, yeah, you make a video that's quite easy to make and sometimes they just hit off like this one. So yeah, that... And since I've been posting those kind of random travel videos, like my travel content mm-hmm. is getting a burst. So I think the algorithm has now pushed my travel stuff. So I'm super happy about it. 
No, that's amazing. Because I'm in Canada um, have, now, so it's not like I'm going to be doing a lot of Germany content. I saw your America, like German in America stuff, and I was like, oh, I could do this in Canada as well. So there might be some. You could. Soon. You totally could. <laughs> there might be some soon. I'm also traveling with my German partner, and just filming his reactions to things has always been. It's been quite fun, but he's going to get annoyed. Oh, my God. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a bottomless pool of, yeah. of, of things there, you know, but playing he's, off that. He's like, stop it. I'm like, okay, we'll put that <laughs> What do you think do you, of, of this? Course you, <laughs> <laughs> no, that, of course, do you you know uh, Uyen, I guess, right? Uh, the, yeah, yeah. I she, believe she's Vietnamese. Yeah, uh, I know her as well. I mean, she's like, you know, she's like whatever the... the Justin Timberlake, like the number one <laughs> creator in that in that game, yeah. her and Liam, and uh, she did that too. She, I mean, she this thing with her boyfriend, the the stuff with her boyfriend was only in the last like what ten eleven months mm. that she started bringing him in slowly, 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 showing his arm, showing his leg, things about my German boyfriend cooking for my German boyfriend. My yeah. German boyfriend cooks for me. Yeah, and it was all really recently, and it did really well. Yeah, we actually started our own channel, um, Dennis and I, called Maple and Potato. Uh, but since it's kind of put on the side burner at the moment, but I think we're going to be posting most, most of our Canada content here, uh, there because it's fun to have just the account just for the both of us, but I don't keep his face hidden like you and like everyone knows what Dennis looks like now, which is probably, yeah, I'm looking at him right now. Good looking guy. Good looking <laughs> yeah. Jeremy got there. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> but, um, he's also still a bit shy. So sometimes I really have to be like, okay, we're going to do this. And then he gets he gets into it, but it just takes him a bit more than me because I'm like, yeah, make a video. And he's like, huh, OK, but yeah, it's funny working in, in uh, any sort of branch of, of entertainment like this, yeah. if it's digital creation or music or, you know, YouTube, anything like that, you know, pretty quickly who within your circle is comfortable being in that position or not. Yes. It's like immediate. It's immediate. I don't know if you saw my being on camera like changes people i don't know if you saw my friend i did the how to gossip in german uh with my friend's um Bridget. she's turkish uh, Turkish. right yeah 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 i saw that and she mm -hmm. was amazing like she got it right away we we filmed this and like that went super well just because of her she has the the vibes so it's really the charisma the charisma exactly so it takes some time i don't know if you're also a theater kid but you give me like a theater kid vibe since you're in music music and stuff I think I was supposed to be one, but didn't go to the right high school, probably, yeah. Yeah, so Brittany and I have already, you know, we were both, we've, we've, we've met each other too, and, and also I've met some other creators on TikTok, and we were all theater kids, like high school theater kids mm. that got a platform again in, in their late 20s that are like, yes, I'm back on stage. Uh, that's oh, I can completely relate to that. <laughs> Yeah, so what, I was... Tell me a bit about... Uh, so, sorry, go ahead. Finish that, and then I'm going to ask you a big question. No, no, I was just in musical theater, dance, everything, from a young age. And then when you know you go to college, you kind of lose all those fun hobbies you had as a kid. So that's why I think TikTok mm -hmm. has been so fun for me, because all the fun stuff I did in high school when it comes to, like, creative side and acting all came... made this job a lot easier. So... Yeah. Yeah, that makes total sense. I have a similar path to that, just a little bit different in the way yeah. that I, I I only had music in high school for myself because mm -hmm. I was in this like rural southern town in Mississippi. So everything mm -hmm. was sports, you know, and I, I did participate in sports, but there I, I wasn't quite right for that. Yeah. Um, but I, I had music just for myself. And then when I got into college, 
then that exposed me. I was like part of an improv troupe. Mm. We did these big orientation shows for all the new freshmen. Uh, it was a film school, so we did all these short films and plays and yeah. um, made all these uh, music videos and things like that. And that exposed me to this enjoyment mm-hmm. that I had of being on camera, which I didn't really know I had before then, I guess. Yeah. But it kind of concreted it. And then when I went to Germany, the first few years, all of that was gone. Mm-hmm. Like, just back to zero. And all I had was back again, just music for me. Which yeah. the first two years did have some good traction, I have to admit. It, it, well, I was doing really well those first two years. And then for some reason it plateaued and then it went, kind of went back down again. And it wasn't until, yeah, like just into the pandemic, I was like, let's just make some videos where it's showing my face, trying to be funny. And yeah, it, it scratched that theater itch yes. again. And you're like, wow, people are like cl- clapping for me with their likes and <laughs> I mean, it sounds very oh, ego, egoistic, egotistical, but it's it's not for me. It's not the likes and the follows. It's just the amount of reach I have to connect with people that I would have never connected yeah. with. And how you also create conversations online too. Like people, I mean, there's a lot of the cultural shock content we've done is not like a secret anymore. A lot of the topics have been talked about. But yeah, yeah. In, the, in the beginning, you probably... People were really like, what? Like, in Canada, the grocery stores are open on Sundays? You're like, yes, they are. Like, everywhere. Yeah, man. Get with it. <laughs> we, we won't bring up this topic. This is a no. This is like a, a no-go zone. I've given up completely. So, next subject. Oh, God. <laughs> I want to ask you uh, about uh, business babes abroad. Ah, yes. That's funny. I literally just had a... Um, before I was talking with you, I had an interview with deutschland.de just an hour ago at 8.30 in the morning Mm -hmm. my time. And they wanted to know about Business Babes Abroad too. So it's really kicking kicking off at the moment and I'm super excited. So Do tell, do tell. How did it start and and, yeah, tell me everything. So as you know, like I'm an event manager and I I love hosting events and getting people together. And I I started doing that also in my free time for my community. Um, It started as a Facebook group like pre-pandemic 2018 before I was popular on the internet or anything. And then it was just a group for marketing, women in marketing in Hamburg because I was in marketing and I wanted to connect with other women, international women in marketing. And then in the pandemic, we were like, actually, there's a demand for other people and other areas of work to come together and network. And we did, when the pandemic like eased down a bit, when we're allowed to have events again, we did some big events with different topics and they sold out super quickly. And then we just continued doing more events. Um, We did a a big event last December where we brought like 60 women together and there were six speakers and they all talked about uh, something that a failure in their life abroad or in their career abroad. And we had six amazing speakers, 60 women there. And from that point on, there has been so much demand for more events from this group. And we've even started a chapter in Munich, um, a bit smaller than Hamburg, but we had an event just last week, which had 15 women there. We plan to do more. We have a co-working club every second Friday in Hamburg. So international women can get together if they were remote workers or they work in a place where they can work from other places. Um, they can come together at a cafe and we all work together. We all don't, we're not colleagues, but we feel like colleagues because we're all coming together, having like this safe space for international women. Um, 
And the nice thing is, is that most of us worked in German companies, so it's nice to come together on a Friday and pretend we're each other's colleagues and can kind of relate to each other a bit more. And yeah, the community is, yeah, there's a big demand and I'm trying to keep up with the demand. I get messages all the time like, Hannah, start this in Dusseldorf, Hannah, start this in Frankfurt. And I'm like, okay, I need to quit. Like, <laughs> I no, I'm not quitting any jobs, but I have a team of a few girls. Chelsea, she's also a creator. Sounding, sounding, yeah. yeah. She helps me. I wanted me to a ask lot. you exactly about Chelsea next. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. She's like my the right hand, and she's helping me a lot with this too. So she's definitely like the co-founder at this point, and we do it together. And I got accepted into a entrepreneurship program in October. So it's one month long in Spain. And my goal is to figure out a game plan to make this something more concrete because at the moment, it's basically a passion project. People think like when they meet Chelsea and I, like it's our full-time jobs, but it's actually one of our many jobs. And we love doing it because we love bringing people together, but we don't really earn a big income from it. Of course, we get some revenue from tickets and stuff, maybe when we have a sponsor, but most of it is free work. So we're trying to figure out a way to um, hopefully grow this community where we actually can also make it like our, at least some of our in- main income as well. Do you have it uh, where it's a possibility for people to donate to the group for any reason? Um, not yet. I mean, we're not sure if we want to make it like a not for profit or like a. Um, a membership kind of thing. We want to keep it super accessible as well and keep our event prices accessible. There there are um, groups like ours, German groups where you have to pay a membership and it's like, I don't know, like 60 euros a month and I think that's ridiculous. So we're trying to think of ways um, to keep it accessible but also make it so we're not working for free and able to grow it in other cities in Germany. Um, with keeping like the brand and everything but not that we need to be doing everything like I can't uh, be in 10 places at once so (laughs) but it's it's also nice for me because I get a lot of messages um, from women who want to meet me and as much as I would love to meet like all my followers I love going to these events and being like hey I'll be at this event come meet me meet other women make friends um and so that's are you saying other women (laughs) are you saying meet other women yeah, like they can be, maybe become friends with other women at the events. Other women? Yes. Wait, sorry. Wait. I think it's... Uh, <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> I feel so bad for interrupting that because you, you're saying it's just such an important thing. Yeah. It just sounded so many times like the plural women that you said meet woman. Uh, yes. They're going to come and meet other women and we can talk to other women and yeah. then we can take these women and meet other women. I think it's it just... Like just this pinch in my ear. I'm sorry. It's maybe my bad English now, but uh, yeah, they can meet <laughs> other women and <laughs> woman you're saying is that a canadian thing is it a canadian to say w- a woman how do you say it? woman women you're oh. you're a woman and more of you are women yeah that's what i'm saying i don't know i'm screwing this up now wait 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 <laughs> say say singular say singular woman and now say plural woman <laughs> sounds the same to me <laughs> I mean, I think phonetically you're right. It's spelled like that. Woman. Woman. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I'm, I don't, that's rude. I shouldn't have said that. No, it's fine. Um, I, I get like, I'll get weird accents now because 
I think I've been in Germany for so long and I just start speaking like my yeah. friends. So sometimes I'm just saying, like, it's totally fine if correct me because sometimes my English <laughs> has gone to shit. Like my mom, when I first come here, she's always like, give her a few days. She stops sounding like a German. <laughs> like, <laughs> you still, have a, think, you still uh, have a solid American, like with, I don't West Coast, when you said mid coaster, what, where are you from again? No, New Orleans. No, I mean, New Orleans is just a very, um, like liberal city in a very conservative state. So yeah. it sounds pretty neutral, I guess, unless you're like born and raised there in the swamps, then you got this Cajun Creole. Yeah. Uh, I've jumble. always heard that like, uh, I have a very musical ear. So even when I go to the UK or mm. something for a few days, I just want to start talking like everyone there. So I think it's just, yeah. I'll and be, it's also this like inherent people pleaser thing. I have yeah. it too, where you kind of want to reflect what they're giving back to them. Yeah. Yeah, um, but no, I mean that's the same with me. Like doing this, uh, doing this character, doing this German mm-hmm. person in situation thing. Um, I mean, it's 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 like every single day there's a message that people are surprised I'm not a German person. But you do really good. Just because the, it's what? just it's just but it's like you. It's just this musical ear. It's just the the gift. Like I'm just lucky that I can emulate that because it's way better than my actual German sounds. <laughs> Yeah, um, when I try to do the German accent, I end up sounding like someone from Pakistan. Like, I just can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried. I can do it sometimes, but, like, in my head, like, it seems easy, but I think I have to listen to a German, then I can do it. But you do it. Do it perfectly. I, I'm, I'm just... I- I'm very, it's just an inherent thing. I'm very, very lucky that that, uh, first off, I'm lucky that it works that way because I don't have to try too hard and I'm lucky that people like it. Mm-hmm. So it's just two very, very, like flipping two coins and just very, very lucky that they land on the side you want. Yeah, for but, sure. Um, t- tell me about Chelsea a bit too, not to, not to take away from your story too much, but it's just interesting. Um, again, like in the pandemic, I was looking at all these different creators that were coming up on my feed. Uh, I came across you who, you know, it's so interesting learning about you now, mm-hmm. uh, sort of face to face here, because again, looking just through your content, I was like, oh, she's a seasoned veteran in this, <laughs> uh, this you know, genre. And then I came across Chelsea and I was also her sarcasm and her wittiness and stuff. Um, it's also a little bit different. Like it's still everyone's kind of their own thing just enough. Yeah. And I was like, oh, she's really funny. Yeah, oh, she's, she's great. Really funny. And then I went to uh, last September I went to Hamburg for two days to work on a project and I made a video about it and she commented hey why didn't you let me know you were in Hamburg and I was like oh my god I didn't even (laughs) realize she was there Ah. and then like small world a few months ago Mm -hmm. I see something on my feed about um about business babes abroad and there you two are and I was like oh they know each other yeah we're we're besties and we met because of tiktok or instagram one of the two she was she had a blog about hamburg and i also had a blog and then we both were on tiktok at the same time and we just were having fun and we would just go and like film like stupid tiktoks together like with trending memes and we became super close because of this and then i i had the group already and then i was like no let's do this together because she's also super talented um not just in 
creating, but she's also a really great uh, copywriter and marketeer. She's also in marketing. So okay, us, okay. us us, two together, we're power power couple. But we still do like the occasional collab post on TikTok. And she's, she's got the best facial expressions and like sarcasm and vibes. So whenever we do a video together, it's also quite successful. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I can totally imagine that. Oh, man, that's... It's so cool, right, to, like, bring you these... Uh, besides Chelsea and myself and maybe some others uh, that I don't know about, have you had the pleasure... I guess Brittany, you've... Yeah. Have you made connections with our last guest, Brittany Elaine? Yeah, yeah. We have uh, Instagram friends. She came to one of my BBA events in Hamburg. We had one of the co-working clubs a few months ago. We made a video together, actually, um, about... Oh, that's right. I, taking, that. I saw that. Taking Advil and Germans being like... Dare you take Advil and not open a window? Are you sick? Right, right. Are you dying? <laughs> Which is a funny, funny topic and creates a lot of conversation. Um, and then I also sure. met um, Ali, USA mom in Germany. Uh, she came to a BBA Munich uh, event as well. You know, the Ali, one. USA mom. USA mom in Germany. You must know her. She makes this like crazy viral content comparing Germany and the US, mostly political stuff. Um, but Maybe I've she, seen her before. Let me see. She's also, I think, a big. I don't want to say like who's big league and who's not big league, but she's also quite popular on TikTok with this, with culture shock stuff. Um, oh yeah, she's like nearly a million on on TikTok. Looks like. Yeah. I think I have seen her. I guess I I I just haven't watched. I've seen her face, but I've never seen her content before. Yeah, a lot of her content is definitely about like the differences we're raising families um, in Germany and America. And she really touches a lot of pain mm. points between America and the US, um, which and her content's gone super viral. I think she's been in a lot of uh, media in the States, definitely. So, yeah, that's a yeah. good that's a good audience to tap into. Yeah. <laughs> is your audience uh, mostly so German or American? You know, I looked at my insights recently uh, just to see what's going on and like sometimes TikTok and Instagram are really different mm -hmm. it depends on what video like the video itself will have totally different results from the overall uh data sometimes but um for Instagram for sure because right now that's just where I'm spending the most attention I guess um the most like the general most is Germany and the most the highest city is Berlin mm -hmm. which I think makes sense like so many expats and um for yeah. like foreigners living there and stuff and of course you have channels like berlin ausländer memes i think that everybody loves who kind of also threads that 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 gap mm. um and then yeah then the city sprinkle after that like from munich and hamburg somewhere mixed and then the next is united states and then the next is uk mm. and then it's really random then i have then it's all over the place yeah i have a similar like on tiktok most 50 percent german and then on instagram i have like 27% German. I had very off topic video go super viral. You probably saw it. It's where I like put my hair in a pasta strainer. Oh yeah. Hey, <laughs> talk about not being able to predict what's going to blow up. Huh? That was, that was 52, wildly, 52 million likes and like 40,000 followers from this video. And it's been a struggle on Instagram now because Originally, my topic was, was so mostly crazy. just Germany, travel, life abroad. Then I got, was bored one yeah. day and I was like, I'll just do this pasta strainer video for fun. 
because I also talk about like curly hair, getting my hair cut abroad and yeah, stuff like that. So yeah, your fits. tips are, yeah, you've also got the curly hair. Uh, yeah. whole, you got a whole thing about your curly hair. Yeah. Yeah. It's mostly me getting my hair cut abroad, which always goes viral too. So the pasta strainer was like completely left field and yeah, 52 million views, which is like Crazy. a whole country. That's huge. Like, I don't know which country in Europe that's equivalent to, but like, it's like everyone watching my pasta strainer video. Um, and that's now i have a lot of followers from weird places not weird places just random places from that video and it's like do you did you guys follow me because of that video or did you follow me because of the content i normally post like i would like to know why they followed me if you guys are listening (laughs) um which do you still want to see curly hair content or do you like the germany stuff still so it's like it's very random well, you're, you're going to love this story. Speaking of like something very off brand yeah. uh, going so viral like that. Um, do you remember last year? I think it was last year, or maybe the year before, or maybe anyway, somewhere in the last year on TikTok, there was a video um, that every single person on earth stitched. And it was a girl with short black hair mm-hmm. introducing a meal that she was enjoying. And she was recommending that everybody eats cacio e pepe. Mm. Did you see this? I think so. She had like the pot. It was like pasta sauce in a jar. She has like the ravioli on a fork. Mm. She's like, guys, you have to try this. It's the most amazing cacio e pepe. And she like <laughs> super overpronounces this Italian yeah. sauce. Do you remember that at all? Yeah, I do. I think if you, yeah, if you top, even just typed in like Caccio, it's like a, a gazillion videos. Mm-hmm. And uh, for some reason last year, I don't know if it's because I watched a handful of the people. I mean, she got mocked relentlessly like 10 billion times. Mm-hmm. But I, I watched a few of the people who mocked her. And then the algorithm was like, oh, he likes the Caccio e Pepe joke. So they sent me like over and over and over and over. And um, as the trends work that way. And uh, two months ago... Something like two months ago, um, there's this great chocolate company called Tony's Chocolonely. Mm. I don't know if you know that chocolate. It's a Dutch company, and they're they're based in a few different countries. And we had kind of talked about maybe doing something together because I like their chocolate. And then mm-hmm. they said, "Oh, why don't you come to Amsterdam? We're gonna have some some." I hate to use the word influencers because I don't. I'm not doing like lifestyle stuff. It's just comedy. But I was like, "Come join this group, and then you can uh, see our factory. We're gonna have like a big." Um, company festival mm-hmm. and then you can we have to make, talk uh, about content after this we have to talk about attending influencer events because those are funny but carry on <laughs> yes yeah, yeah yeah i'm happy to hear um so that was like my first real invitation to go do something just because instagram numbers are well so that was all kind of new and weird for me anyway long story short i go there and i'm with this group of people i've never met before everybody from like you know 21 i think the oldest person was 36 all different things like there's the there's the people who are doing like obvious food talk stuff there's Mm. the people who are only fashion changing their outfits like seven eight times a day Mm. um hairstyles changing every 10 seconds um djs there's like this french food enthusiast person asking all these questions and then there's me who's like in the (laughs) corner drinking too much in the middle of the day on this boat tour down a creek in amsterdam i have a very similar experience something like this but yes and uh Basically, I saw this girl on the boat and I, I thought for a second, oh, I know her. She went to my college. I know her. She's like, I'm, she's from my school. And then I was talking to her for the longest time. 
I, I, we know each other. Maybe we met. Oh, were you in New Orleans? Yeah, I was. But maybe da, 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 mm-hmm. da, we weren't we weren't finding it. And then dinner time came around. I was sitting next to this Belgian DJ who's 19 years old. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, man, this girl at the end of the table in the green shirt. I really, it's crazy. I was talking to her earlier. I know her, but I don't know how I know her. It's crazy that we met here in Amsterdam and he leans in real close, <laughs> looks me right in the eyes and he goes, God, you're Pepe. <laughs> and I just exploded like, oh my God. But that's like, she did not say like, oh yeah, I'm the viral Cachio Pepe girl because I've even had people say like, oh, Hannah, you'd think, you're the right? pasta strainer girl. I'm like, yes, the pasta strainer girl is me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You would think that yeah. would be the first. She'd be like, "Oh, you probably know um, Cacio e Pepe." You know, like yeah. She just didn't. She just didn't bring it up. And uh, finally, I found out. And man, she was so nice. And the next day, I even we got so cozy that I made a joke about it. Finally, talking in the open, like that's where yeah. we know you from. And she laughed, and she was so sweet. But um, I don't know exactly how we touched into that kind of thing. But oh, because the hair strainer thing was like people following. Yeah. For sort of yeah crazy but yeah. you wanted to ask something about about influencer trips or you had a story no no i was just saying like i was that i went to an influencer i've been to a few influencer events now but i was invited to an influencer event in april for the opening of this big italian restaurant um Edmodo in hamburg and i invited chelsea and some other another friend of mine just because i was like i cannot go to this alone because this is gonna be like i don't want to code an influencer event alone um yeah, exactly. And it was the same thing. You're like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, <laughs> like yeah. I'm not one of these people. Like, not like they're bad, but they're just, you know, I consider myself also, I am an influencer. Like, of course, I have to do brand sponsorships and I influence things, but I'm also a content creator and I'm, I'm not like a beauty or wellness blogger or fashionista. Um and at this event, there was yeah, it's like... Yeah, it's a different thing. It's a different, thing. It's yeah, a different vibe. And this event was like almost every B-list or uh, A-list influencer within Germany or B-list celebrities and stuff were at this event. And like Chelsea and I were like, oh my God, it's that person. Oh my God, it's that person. And then we're also there. People are <laughs> passing us freaking like a free oysters, champagne showers, um... Uh, like just this never-ending like truffle pasta guy and like music and it was so over the top it was amazing but at the same time you're like how did I get here I don't belong here I'm just a random yeah. person who was made videos in my living room and now I'm beside celebrities <laughs> like, yeah and totally. it's like wait it's like imposter syndrome but at the same time you're like okay I'm just gonna live this moment um, and then other people, you'll meet people and they'll be like, oh, like, what's, what's, what are you on influencing about? And I'm like, well, I make travel videos and also funny videos about living in Germany. And they're like, oh yeah, I'm a beauty influencer or a lifestyle influencer. And then they, they instantly right. go like, how many followers do you have? Blah, 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 blah. And then it's always like. I never, I, I would never <laughs> answer that question. Never, no. ever, ever. People, well, they're just. Just look it up. Just Yeah, yeah. Know, no, they look it up. Um, and then they're like, oh you have a hundred thousand followers and you're like, like they're surprised. And I'm like, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause it just, and they're like, Oh, I've been on this app. I have 40,000 and I've been doing this for years, but I'm like, yeah, because you just make beauty uh, content. 
and people don't find it that interesting. And people are always surprised when they think, oh, you have so many followers. You're like, yes, <laughs> I do. Well, here's also the thing too that, Here's also the thing, too, that I've been learning a lot more only in the past, like, three or four months is that, and I mean, this seems so obvious, mm -hmm. but people aren't buying what you're promoting. Mm -hmm. They're buying you. Exactly. And they're following you. And if they like you or they think you're sweet or funny or interesting, then they're going to they're gonna vibe with whatever you're posting. Exactly. You know, most of the time. It took me so long to, to, to get that. And maybe that's something I should have maybe paid more attention to because you always you're always told your whole life if you're a musician the music speaks for itself and to an extent it does of course yeah but with content creation it's the product is you mm -hmm. you know and now i mean because i'm going to ask i want to ask you too about you know as much as you're comfortable to talk about your, yeah. your brand partnerships but that's all of course uh, happening on my end too now and that's something that you know some companies have come to me that you know, it's it's interesting now to be approached by companies that are only approaching me for the number mm -hmm. and not because they really know me or know what my interests are. Yeah. And it's interesting for me to be in the position where I have to decide, do I want to do a video for this company, um, even though in any other circumstance, I never would have thought or taken a second look at that product, mm -hmm. but because the money is good or the deal is good or it's fair... Um, I'll consider, can I, can I twist it into my content? Yeah, it's, you know uh, I mean? I've been quite lucky with the brands that have reached out to me. I'm usually quite fitting. Um, but there has been, of course, a few ones that aren't fitting and yeah, I've been doing brand sponsorships now for like two years. So I have a few like pretty steady ones that are consistent, which has been good. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things that brands, they want the reach, you know, they see you get 200,000 through 500,000 views on your reels and they're like, oh, we want, we want in on that. And they'll pay for that. Even if the, if, even if the video is, you know, 15 seconds long and that video took you maybe two hours or less to make and edit, they don't care. They want the reach. And I think that is crazy. <laughs> so. Yeah. 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 The eyeballs are worth it no matter what the effort is. Yeah. And the. It's just also, we do a lot of content for free, you know, and I don't want to think about, calculate how many hours I've made and sit down editing videos or writing scripts or, you know, and there's so many hours in that. And I think people see brand sponsorships as a bad thing. They're like, oh, it's an ad, uh, you know, but actually more of my followers are so so supportive now um but there's also a line to draw to like i will only pick sponsorships which i know my followers will also like um and they'll find it useful or something they would use um and i will even work with companies that don't have the highest budget if i think it's still useful for my followers um, because I want to make their lives better abroad as well. So of course, yeah. Or if you enjoy yeah. what they do, or they have a good message, or something, or a good philosophy. Then, yeah. So it's just really like yeah. it is still part of your content, and I think it's important because you need to pay yourself back eventually. <laughs> um, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So there's do you a charge time. a different? Do you charge a different price for um, a, a TikTok video than you do for a reel? Uh, yeah. TikTok, I charge a lot less because the reach is not as stable as Instagram, which is so stupid. And 
Um, no, but I mean that's <clears throat> I think that's totally fair. Like they're buy, they're not like you said they're not buying the the labor they're buying the eyeballs. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's also fair. I charge less also for TikTok. It's less less eyeballs. Yeah, TikTok also for some reason whenever it's an ad the reach drops considerably. On Instagram, it's drops a bit, of course, but like not like TikTok. TikTok is like as soon as there's a little glimpse of an ad there, it just like the views i swear like get cut in half unless you're super sneaky about it um or the content is amazing which is really hard to do sometimes because sometimes brands really just want their product like in your face and sometimes have to tell brands like no i cannot say buy this now or get 50 percent off with this code because it doesn't work on tiktok instagram yeah it's okay but tiktok's like no fire alarm it's an ad like we're not showing anyone (laughs) yeah yeah it's funny though because I think also uh, TikTok kind of blew up during the pandemic for for a myriad of reasons, but also I think because it had this texture of originality and and, and rawness mm-hmm. uh, as a, you know juxtap- juxtapositioning to Instagram's hyper polished fashion model boat yacht sunset sort of framed photo mm-hmm. vibe it had, but now now that Instagram is competing with Reels, it's kind of a blurred line again. Yeah. So it's interesting to see where that where that goes. And the, um, I, I mean, have were, more followers yeah. on Instagram now, surprisingly. So it's switched for me. And, yeah, and that I mean, honestly, and that for me was so extremely random, unpredictable, one thousand percent. Like I had this uh, a good friend of mine who's also doing really well now, and I'm so happy for him because he's doing it with music. Mm-hmm. Um, but he found like a like a gimmick. And I don't and I don't even mean that in, in it's it's a really positive word in his way because he found a hook mm-hmm. to promote his music. But he's like a composer, electronic DJ style kind of guy. Um, and he makes these crazy beats. And he's a good friend and a very, very sweet guy. And basically he was really supportive and really, really, really there for me, like from the very beginning when the numbers started to grow a bit just for the content stuff. And calling me, man, I just saw you crossed 100K. That's amazing. I'm so mm-hmm. happy for you. Like super, super sweet, super genuine, you know? And then he was just trying things and asking advice if I had any idea. And I really couldn't give him too much because I didn't know why it was all of a sudden working. And then he just came up with a gimmick all on his own. He made this idea that um, like his studio partner is this like 60 something year old guy. And he mm-hmm. made a gimmick, like a hook that the old guy is the one making these like fire like club beats. Yeah. So that's that's the hook now and every mm-hmm. video is the is the older guy with a you know with the blanket over the shoulders and a T and this like <laughs> <laughs> and some crazy text like he's blowing my mind or something and it's like 5 million views, 7 million views, wow. 100,000 followers like But it's wow. it's actually him making the music, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. But I mean, he even did like press photos with the guy, like they're friends. Wow. So the guy's kind of like a shadow, a shadow uh, face for the group. But he's his Spotify blew up. He got a Sony deal. Wow. Like all yeah. that stuff happened within like three months. Yeah. And I see a lot of creators uh, always complain on oh, Instagram. I never my reels don't get any views or la 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 la. Also on TikTok. And I'm just like, I feel blessed because they yeah. my reels are pretty steady and even if it's off topic, off Germany topic, it's still quite good. And it's like some people just don't have that knack. Um, 
they don't understand. So I actually did with Business Babes Abroad a few workshops on creating reels. And I think it's really fun to teach this kind of topic too. So hopefully one day there will be like another side income of mine is like helping other creators make viral content because I think it's, it is interesting. Not everyone can do it, but um, yeah, you have to have a certain knack or you have to have the hook something yeah with any with any kind of entertainment there's there is a lot you can teach but at the end of the day it's like we said they're they're buying you do you you have it yeah um i think we both feel very thankful that we that we do Mm -hmm. uh kind of a kind of a a surface level question why why don't we have our blue checks what's going what's going on with these blue checks why don't Uh, we have these guys what's going on with that know there's some creators why are they denying us (laughs) uh you have to be in the media so you have to have a um articles posted about you in like newspapers and stuff so i know girl morgan in spain um she's a similar creator to us but she does content about spain culture shocks and she did some video about I don't know, there was some noise that happens every morning in Spain that's like, you know, you're in Spain when. And this got super viral and was in a bunch of media outlets in Spain, like in the newspaper and stuff. And she got a blue check like this. And I was like, what? (laughs) So we have to make content that gets in the German newspaper, apparently. Like, Uh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. (laughs) But I think like... It's crazy, I was telling my mom, go ahead. No, like you and Liam, they both have blue checks now, and it's because they were just in the media a lot. You know, they've been presenters or invited to huge events. So, well, it'll come for us, but I really am annoyed that you have to pay for it now because I'm like, I worked hard. I'm not paying for the blue check. I want to earn it. I don't. And then I see people now with blue checks, and they're like. And then you wonder, did they buy it? Yeah, they're small accounts, and they look, okay, they're an American account, they're quite small, and I'm like, nah, they bought it. They bought it, so. <laughs> here's the, dude, here's the thing about that. Like, I was talking, uh, back in um, March or something, I was talking to my mom, and I was telling her the the story of this, you know, she's not so well-versed in social media, and I was telling her sort of the, the, the problem with this blue check thing, because it was on my mind. I think at the time I had crossed, like, 150K or something, and I was like, you know, since I crossed like 10K or whatever, I applied so many times. I had all these links and I, I've been in the newspaper a few times for music, but not for this specifically, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I've tried and tried and tried and they just never tell me what the um, like what the criteria is that's missing. Mm-hmm. They don't say, well, next time try this. They just, you just, you just don't get it. And I was like, and now they offer that you can get it for like 17 euros a month or something crazy, mm-hmm. like double what Spotify is or something. And I was like, now if I do get it, they're going to think that I paid for it. So now it's like, do I want it <laughs> no. now? Because I, you know, and then I had, I had creator friends, like you said, who have like 900 followers, 1500 followers and they have it. And it's like, did they, wait a second. Hold no, on. You they know, bought it. A, they now bought it's all it. messy. <laughs> Yeah, unless you're like famous in the media, but I haven't even actually applied for it, to be honest, because I went to look at the application stuff and I was like, okay, like put reference links to where you're in the media. And to be honest, like my videos have gone very viral, but they haven't been in newspapers and stuff like that. So we'll see. The thing about the media, like I only like it doesn't say that on the on the um, submission page. It's just like 
it gives you options. I yeah. mean, this is such a stupid thing for anyone listening. No one gives a shit about this. <laughs> People are like, was, listening. They, so, they want to hear culture shocks, Jordan. We didn't talk about culture God. shocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like your followers are here to learn about you. And I'm like, why don't we have the blue check? <laughs> I just mean like, I'll end it with this. But like the page is just like options. It's like, you know, news article, uh, social media link or mm-hmm. whatever other things and i've always like okay well here's my tiktok here's my uh, wikipedia page here's my whatever and yeah it's it's bogus it's 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 a it's a scam and i blame uh, somehow i blame elon for this even though it's not him <laughs> yeah true right i need to make a wikipedia page actually <laughs> well yeah, is, is, um, is prince yeah. your last your real last name mm-hmm. okay so i have like a suedo name it's not actually my last name hannah teslin which is great because i like being like People can't like Google my, well, I'm sure if they really tried, they could find my last name on the internet, but I really try to keep everything under my media stuff under Hannah Teslin. Um, it's a very good, very good call. Yeah. Just because in Germany, they like GDPR um, and data protection. What's GD? Uh, sorry, oh, like Datenschutz. Datenschutz, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Datenschutz, everything. But why is my last name on my apartment? Like... <laughs> Which, like, what do you mean? like Germans love Datenschutz, but why is my last name displayed on my apartment building? You know, like, oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. If someone wanted to find where I lived, they could just ring my fucking doorbell to my house because my last name is there. I think that is crazy. Even though you know Germany is like, oh Datenschutz, blah 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 blah, but like, yet your name has to be on your front door. So. That's kind of one reason I've kind of kept my last name undercover. I think that's actually really smart. I mean, probably I should have thought about that years ago, but when I was trying to just make a name as a musician, everybody told me, you've already got such a great musician's name. Why would you change that? Jordan Prince has a good ring to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my last name has like Jewish roots. So it's also like one of those things I was like, I just don't want that kind of attention. <laughs> Like Hannah yeah. Teslin Meyerwitz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Goldman. No, it's not that. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Is Teslin your, is, it, is that your middle name or did yeah. you get it from something? That's my middle name. Yeah. So it's actually a lake in Canada, so I think it's quite fitting. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. really cool. Um, do you see what time we're at? I can't close this. We are at um, an hour and 10 minutes. Oh, okay. Well, Hannah, I'll let you go. This is this has been uh, like I've already ran over the time I was going to try and take from you. No worries. This has been so much fun. Oh my god, this has yeah. been so easy to talk to you. Yeah, but I really want to sure. compliment you for the fact that um, a lot of creators in our niche. I mean, I'm friends with a lot of them, but there's only a few of us who actually reach out and collab with collaborate with each other. You know, there's. There's a there's a core group of us who talk about this topic, as you said, and I really like that you're making a community and interviewing all the different ones because some people really like to keep to themselves and keep like their, you know, their content. So I think it's really cool what you're doing. Thanks. Uh, I did. I just um, I really respect that we all are finding creative ways to voice what we're going through. Yeah. And I didn't want there to be any. I think because it's also very easy in in the social media world to have an unspoken sense of competition in a weird way. Oh yes, and but, it's but we it's all been... do. Well, I just want to say like yeah. we all do it so like it's so differently. Yeah, that there's no reason for that assumption at all. Yeah, and we're all different people with different, really different experiences, and in yeah in the social media world, I think there's like the unwritten law that everyone like credits each other if you take ideas, and I think 
within our within our niche, it's pretty good. We're mostly a lot of us are doing that. So uh, other niches, I think it's the wild, <laughs> the west, the wild, wild west. So I think <laughs> I wouldn't want to be there. I'm happy where I am. <laughs> what I really like about these these people, this group is like you know you Chelsea, um, Brittany, Uyan, Liam. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing a few more, but like that general group, I feel like um, it's interesting that obviously if we're just talking about like fish out of water, culture shock stuff, we have all covered four or five of the exact same, yeah. you know, observations. Of course we have like, yeah. mean, there's no, that's obvious. Um, but I never saw it through Liam or Uyan or you or Brittany. I never saw it and was like, now that was... Uh, that was not so, man, I wouldn't have done it that way. Mm. Or I never saw anything. and was like, oh, I was going to do it exactly like that. Man, they took it. They took it away from me just before I did it. Yeah. Like everyone has just the different lens enough where I'm like, we should kind of have a community here. Yeah. And maybe even, you know, be in a video with each other if that makes sense down the road or just to, you know, and like for me, I'm so grateful, like so grateful that because of this recent growth and following that the podcast audience this this start what started off so small and so niche mm -hmm. has also grown into something way bigger than what i started with yeah that's crazy and now we can like and know, good for you audiences together and good for you doing a podcast plus everything else i was recently discussing with a friend to start a podcast but like i don't think i could do it on top of everything like that's there's a whole another thing um and that goes with youtube and stuff like i would love to do long-form content I think it's very personal, but there's a whole nother group of creators just on YouTube with the same subject as us that I don't have any relation with through any, any way. So I think we're like Instagram Reels, TikTok creators is a great niche with this topic. I might go on YouTube, but I think it will probably be something off topic, still related to living abroad and stuff, but definitely not only about living in Germany. I'm on the exact same page as you with that actually about branching into YouTube, like my whole page has only ever been, you know, like I said, just live videos and, and music videos. And now having this growth, like, you know, if you glance over at Liam's page, you're like, oh my God, you have, was it 400,000 subscribers? Like mm -hmm. he's making a living. That's his, I mean, that's enough money to make a career. No problem. Yeah. And just, I haven't seen if he has long-term stuff, long, not long-term, long, long form video. Long -form? Is it just shorts? It just, yeah. Just being able to put that on shorts I was thinking to hire someone just to repost my content on YouTube just because I cannot keep up with all the platforms but um yeah I have to think of it's really so that part, worth that part is really that part is really time consuming like I, I have a little yeah. it's very obnoxious but I have these little like timers each day and I mean it sounds like I have like these Willy Wonka thing with all these different <laughs> machineries but I have like a little phone alarm for for like you know, okay well at this point I'll do Instagram Facebook together but I have different like, you know, um, Facebook, I think, is like seven or eight weeks behind mm -hmm. doing like the sort of rerun version of that. Oh, I don't even and post then, anything on Facebook. Didn't think about that. <laughs> just to have it on there. I mean, yeah. just to see what happens. You know, there's been a little growth there, so might as well just see what happens from that. My mm -hmm. only complaint about this whole thing is that Instagram reels aren't just purely on their own a monetized commodity. Oh, my God. It is you know, so unfair. Why can't they just pay out the same as uh, as pay out the same as TikTok? You, you know, whatever it is. TikTok's a whole thing for creators is changing now. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to make a slightly longer content, but then you can make more money. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, I get like... 
you know, nothing to live off on TikTok, but it's still nice to get like a little bit of money here and there. And Instagram has right. had it in the States that you could get money. Then they stopped it. And I'm just like, what is your guys' problem? Now you want us to pay to be verified and make you free content? Like, no. <laughs> That's so cold-blooded, right? Yeah. It's so cold-blooded. They have so much money. They could absolutely pour that back into the creators yeah. and then have us like so outspokenly excited to be on Instagram. You know, it's... Yeah. Crazy that that's where our biggest growth is and we can't make any money from it purely as creators. That's really. Yeah. And then YouTube's like here yeah. handing out money to people because posting their shorts. I missed the boat on that one. But like, I'm just like, what Same. The fuck? <laughs> man, you know, like if, if uh, a lot of people would say what they would do if they could go back in time, they would maybe go back to school, study something different, do, like do these big life changing things. I would have started. I would have got a camera and started long form YouTube <laughs> yeah. uh, content back in like 2007. That's yeah. what I would have done. Yeah. 2007, 2008, you know, music reviews or, you know, gaming, streaming, doing this kind of stuff. Like it would have changed everything. Yeah, that's the same. But I still think there's still there's still time. If especially now you have a big audience or we have big audiences, as soon as we make the time to post that long form content, people are going to watch it. It's like not starting from square one, which is nice. So... Um, yeah, just when the time and the time comes and the time is right. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Hannah, I'm so grateful that you took the time to do this today. I really appreciate it. I'm glad we could get to meet each other finally. Mm -hmm. And, uh, hopefully when you're back in Germany, we can also meet up and maybe meet with Chelsea and maybe do a video or something. Yeah. Down the road. I mean, That'd you're, a lot of fun. you're in Munich, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, you also know Tyler, right? I always see you. you uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tyler's the Canadian, right? Yes. Tyler's one of my other Canadian content creators. Yes. So I will be coming to Munich again soon. So we should all we can all meet up. Awesome. That would be really cool. Well, Hannah, I've taken up so much of your time, and I really, really greatly appreciate you. Uh, I know we're doing this with like a huge six or seven hour time difference now. So um, I'm th thanks for finding time, like in the start of your day, to to talk about all this stuff. Um, besides business babes abroad and your Instagram or, and, or your TikTok, are there anything else that you, that you want in the show notes that people can click and, and have access to or anything you want to plug? Um, no, I think BBA, Hannah Teslin on TikTok and Instagram are like my main, my main channels at the moment. So that's where they can find me, connect with me. Perfect. All right, guys. Uh, yeah, Hannah Teslin, TikTok, Instagram, Business Babes Abroad. If you're in Germany, go check everything out and reach out if you're a business babe yourself. Hannah, thank you so we much. We take for non business babes too. Like, you know, <laughs> you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> we take you as long as you like have career oriented, driven person. It's fine. Also, yeah. Flinta as well. Not just ah, woman. What's. What's, <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's Flinta? What's Flinta? Uh, it's like the German version of like LBQ. <laughs> no, I fucked that up too. Like LGBTQIA+. Like LGBT yeah, yes, exactly. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, then we can just wrap it up here. We just end the call and the recording at the same time. Um, and you can just send me everything after. But Hannah, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And hopefully we can be in touch again real soon. Yeah, thank you so much and have a lovely dinner time. I'm going to have lunch now. <laughs> All right, enjoy. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Look out, baby. The saints are coming through. Man, it's all over now, baby blue. 
Artsy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Badscheider, produziert für M94.5. Oh,